43 people running for the mayor's job, but ultimately it's only going to come down to a handful who should and will be taken seriously. And um, and certainly in the field now, one name gets a lot of attention because we certainly all know him. Mark Saunders was the uh, chief of police of Toronto. So he comes in with that advantage. And, you know, we're starting to figure out what the uh, candidates are running on. Obviously, um, you know, safety is is crucial. And so when you're the former police chief of a, of a police force, that's the biggest in the country, a lot of people look to you and say, OK, maybe that's the guy who can solve it. And Mr. Saunders thinks that he is that guy. Uh, we're going to find out. Mark Saunders joining me now because you, sir, were uh, at a uh, campaign stop near Sherborne Subway. And, of course, TTC violence is a huge issue right now. But you unveiled your public safety campaign. Some of the things that you want to do, um, Mark, are, you know, you'd increase the number of special constables uh, to 200 to start get uh, people out of the cars into the stations. Uh, they will be visible, I guess, riding the subways. You'd enhance mental health training for TTC constables, provide equipment to TTC constables, including body cameras and new assist buttons, um, educating kids on what to look for. Um, you know, is this strong enough? Because, uh, first of all, a lot of people don't want more officers on the bus, but 200 new police officers, would this be on top of the officers that we have, or is this a redistribution of the resources that you have within Toronto Police? Good morning, Alex, and, and uh, glad to be here. First off, it's it's topping up to 200 for a start, and <clears throat> it's special constables, not not police officers. And, and the importance of that is this: having someone that is a sworn officer brings a lot to the table. First and foremost, just their presence will reduce those opportunities for disorder or anyone that feels that they can misbehave on on the subways. But it, it speaks to a suite of things, and especially when it comes to that assist button and what it brings to the table. My plan is solid. It will work, and it'll be the start of changing the culture of safety on TTC uh, environments. Yeah, but this is, you know, a lot of this, I think, and, you you know, you would know, I mean, we'll move out of the subways now that the warmer weather's here, and we won't be able to see where it's going because it'll move into the public with the warmer temperatures, and so it'll be parks, it'll be all over the city of Toronto. This is not going to get fixed overnight. Uh, you know, the police, police officers will help. Um, but it, it can't be the only thing. A big part of this is the mental health treatments of it. And, and by the time we get anyone in the mayor's chair, we're talking months. And so what would you do on the mental health support side? Well, the mental health support, I'm going to speak a lot to that. But I, I can tell you right now, there are resources that are missing, especially when it comes to the outward facing outreach folks that can have direct contact. But first and foremost, in order to have those people do anything, it's important that the environment is safe. And, and that's where the special constables uh, come in, in, in play. They make sure that it's safe. And then the handoff to those other agencies. And I just want to clarify, I heard you earlier talking about me mm -hmm. supporting decriminalization of drugs. Absolutely not. I don't know where that misinformation is from, but it's so far from the truth. Okay, so I'm going to go through that because I want you to clarify your position on this. This is a big issue for a lot of people, but um, uh, l let me get through this because um, obviously um, the opioid crisis, which has been building for a long, long time, you know, right now the only answer we have for it is, you know, safe injection. But that cannot be a permanent uh, solution. We've seen what happens with these sites. So let me get it from you where you stand on this. Would you allow for the new sites to be created that the city wants to bring in? Well, right now, we have to answer the question of how. In 2018, when I was chief and this was brought to me, I support harm reduction, but I challenge the how. 
And I made it very clear in my letter of support, my concerns were two things. Number one, the quality of life that it will bring. And number two, is it going to add extra resources? Because I was told that there were reports that said that it would create a safer environment. Well, we fast forward to now, this is why I'm running for mayor. It is absolutely the opposite. And City Hall turns a blind eye to it. The crime and disorder is high. Syringes are everywhere. And we've normalized all of this stuff. And I want to fix that. Right. But you were the police chief when a lot of this stuff came in. Did you mention at the time this might not be a good idea? Because I know that safe injection is seen as, you know, compassionate because you help people get through that that day or stay alive. But it's probably more cruel in the end because we're keeping people sick for longer and not really addressing it. But were you in favor of this as police chief? My plan involves treatment and recovery. That's where the money has to go. Harm reduction is important because right now, Alex, the caliber of drugs and the potency is so high. We're talking about granular killing people. So more yeah. people would die. However, the treatments and the recovery, I'm not seeing that coming to the table. And that is the number one concern when you talk to families who have kids that are involved in this, in this situation. There's nothing out there that really pushes that recovery and treatment piece. Right. No, it doesn't, uh, because you'd have to be getting help from the the province on, on that. And um, and so, again, I want to be clear, because I'm not getting, uh, I, I, I want to be clear on this. And so, uh, were you supportive of these measures when they came in? Uh, I just want to know uh, if you were were supportive of them, and then when you saw the destruction of them, is did you change, or were you always against them? I was supportive of harm reduction, but my caveat was, I didn't want it to affect the quality of life, and it is doing that right now. Yeah. And I also wanted to make sure that it didn't increase the, the police resources that were necessary. And it has done that. And what happens mm. is, again, after 5 o'clock, the only people out there are cops or emergency. This is not the way to do business properly, and City Hall does not address this point. That's why I'm running. That needs to be resolved, and it needs to be resolved quickly. A lot of voices, especially the businesses in those areas, have been yeah. screaming from the rooftops about this. No one is listening to them. I am listening. All right. Uh, okay. So, uh, Ms. Davila of, of Health, she's really pushing for this decriminalization like BC. You would, would you stop that? Would you go, would you pull that back? I'm not supportive of that. Listen, I have people that I know that have their kids that are involved in this vortex. And I can tell you the number one thing they don't talk about is decriminalizing these drugs. The number one thing is their worst nightmare is a knock on the door, the phone call that says that the loved one is in that dark laneway cold and dead because of substance use. That is the number one issue. Treatment and recovery is paramount. That's where the funds have to go. All right. And would you be able to uh, look, the province has a big hand in this. Um, you know, they closed down all the psychiatric wards across this province. We have twenty five hundred beds now for 15 million people. Sadly, some people cannot be in public because they're dangerous um, to themselves included. Would you be able to get um, working with the province to to open um, these facilities? And would you be um, open to mandatory, um, you know, like Portugal does or, or like Anthony Fury is proposing? Would you be open to mandatory um, uh, treatment. Well, listen, when we make things mandatory, it has to be long and sustainable. What I want is to make sure that the right treatment is there and the right recovery investments are put into place. Yes, the, the other agencies have to be involved in this in order to make it work. I'm looking at mm -hmm. those 24-7 low-barrier uh, wraparound entities that are important. They are absolutely important because, as I said, 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock, there's nobody there. That needs to be fixed. And we know that when we put these things in place, we will start to see results. 
Let me ask you about the, the tent encampments, because we're also now heading into the season where people will move out of the transit, they will move out into the streets, uh, but they don't have any housing. And we're not going to get that built anytime soon. I mean, 2019, we had this wonderful housing announcement. Not one shovel's gone in the ground, so we have absolutely no housing. So a lot of people are going to go back to open spaces because they have nowhere to go. What would you do with, with encampments that will, in fact, pop up? Well, listen, I, I have a lot to say when it comes to the homeless issue and, and also when we talk about affordable housing, supportive housing, that platform is going to be coming out later. But right now, the problem is we've gotten here because City Hall has not taken the necessary steps. When you look at the build report that comes out today and it speaks to Toronto is last, there lies the problem. We have to become first. People are coming here. We know they're coming here. The process needs to be changed. It needs to be changed drastically from so many levels. And I'm looking forward to having a very detailed discussion on how I'm going to do that when I'm chosen to be mayor. All right. So so you won't give me the details. However, would you allow them? I mean, because by the time, if you win, you get in the mayor's chair, uh, these encampments will be up. And we saw the, the, the court's ruling uh, out in the London um, uh, you know, area where, where the courts decided that, yeah, these encampments can, can be set up. It's a charter right. This is something you could be dealing with. So I'm just curious, would you allow them yeah. to establish? And again, one of the things that has to be heard is everybody's voice. The quality of life in those neighborhoods are at an all-time low. The public safety issue, when we talk about the syringes and other types of distorters that are there, those are things that absolutely have to be, have to be addressed, and they will be addressed immediately. How fast would we see action, though? Because, again, you have to work with council. You know, as chief of police, you get to do kind of whatever you want, but you've got to work with a council, and there will be those who are going to be opposed to what you might want to do. And I think Torontonians right now are looking and saying, when are we going to see this city turn around? Listen, doing nothing has got us exactly where we are right now. I am a leader. This is what I do. I've had to run an organization, 7,400 people, over a billion dollars. I have that experience. Collaboration has been my strongest skill. Every single councillor that is there wants to represent the best interest of everybody that they serve. We have to have a commonality. Public safety is the number one issue right now. I don't think any of them will disagree with that and how we move towards that, but we have to move towards it and we have to start right away. Just quickly, because I get a lot of calls, calls um, you know, sending in, in questions, and, and part of your TTC safety platform talks about uh, rate, you know, educating kids on what they need to know to be safe. Would you support self-defense training in, in let's say, uh, schools, elementary schools, high schools? Um, you know, kids have to be able to protect themselves. And I've had a lot of people say, like, if the city can't protect me, why can't I bring bear spray? Why can't I defend myself? So, you know, that, that could pop up. But, but would you support people uh, and kids, certainly in self-defense? Listen, this is why I'm running. Government's most basic responsibility is to ensure that residents are safe. That is what I'm going to be doing. And in order to do that, we have to work collectively, and we have to work right across the board, and we have to make it a priority. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. The fact that people are running out and and, and weaponizing themselves, that's why I'm running for mayor. That has to stop. Government has to take ownership. Government has to take responsibility for it. Government has to prioritize that. Working collectively... We will get it done. All right. Well, look, I am out of time and uh, appreciate your time on this. And I'll keep pressing you to get more details because you guys are all rolling out stuff uh, day by day. But hopefully we'll get some of that. Uh, Very much appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Alice.